Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I'm going to be discussing sex as act of service. So before we get to that, and I'm sure you are on the edge of your seat waiting to hear what I'm going to say um, about sex as act of service, before that, please do subscribe. The most recent one was about... Um, self-care versus self-ish, which is uh, very relevant in today's, uh, you know, society where self-care is put on a pedestal, but then somehow you're also supposed to be, um, you know, still a good partner. So how can you do that if you're always engaging in self-care? We're going to talk about that. Of course, there is a role for self-care, but it is not as, um, you know, universally positive in its current conceptualization that as, as people may think. So do subscribe to get that and close to 90 other subscriber episodes. So what do I mean by sex as act of service? Well, a lot of men in particular are going to rail against this because it sounds like duty sex, you know, and nobody wants pity sex or duty sex. Yes. Well, that's not what I mean. What I mean is that, okay, so I just did my podcast on massage and massage I talked about as like super important to get women in the mood, particularly if they have a sensual blueprint or if they're suffering from any kind of chronic pain, which so many women are, depression uh, leads to increased pain, um, and et cetera, et cetera, whatever. You can go back and listen to that one. But a man is not doing the massage because uh, he loves physical touch. Even a man who right now, let's say, is in a totally sexless, touchless marriage, and he's like, man, it would be good to even give her a massage that she would like. If you did that every day, like quickly, you would understand that it was an act of service and it would not be a turn on necessarily anymore, especially because I'm literally telling you to give a good massage and not just to do like, you know, two rubs and then, you know, start to be do an erotic massage. So it's really, really similar about sex. And I've had women in my office where this is really an epiphany because they say that they would do um, acts of service for the man because that's their love language is acts of service. They want him to engage around the house. They want him to do chores. They want him to do all manner of things. And they have an acts of service love language. But they think of sex as a physical touch love language, like that that's all that it is. And so they also have this idea that any sort of touch is, is uh, has to be wanted so bad otherwise it's non-consensual and you, whatever whatever so this whole thing so and I talk about this all the time that women have responsive desire but what about a situation and this is not uncommon where a woman does not have responsive desire either quite honestly you know and uh, she's really not in the mood and she's not in the mood for at least half the month if not all the month and she can't really get in the mood and they make out and they touch and she doesn't feel any desire so should she just be totally sexless just because she doesn't 
doesn't have a biological desire response? No. I mean, not if she wants to stay married. Obviously, that's not fair. I mean, what if the guy was like, you know what? I don't like doing household chores anymore because I don't have the desire to do it. So fuck that shit. I'm out. You know, uh, it's all on you, man. I mean, that's not going to work, right? Obviously, that's crazy and selfish. So if a woman still loves her husband, and she knows that he likes sex, then what is another way to conceptualize sex? Active service, right? Just like a massage. It's literally like a massage. I mean, you know, it's the same thing. You know, a hand job is literally like a massage and sex is not really different. You know, not that different. And it's it's the same sort of thing. It's using your body to make another person's body feel good. And as I discussed in the Chronic Pain podcast, there are many women who have issues that prevent them from having intercourse and they do engage in oral or manual stimulation because they still want to be loving and positive, you know? And so I, I wrote a post years ago a guy said, why can't my wife just go down on me when she doesn't want sex? And I said, well, because it's going to make her not want sex pretty much anymore because, you know, uh, like it would be nice if she could do that and people with higher sex drives overall and younger people can do that. But for, for women that in some ways still enjoy sex, you know, then having it when you don't want it at all in a way that's not going to cause you any pleasure at all is like a turnoff pretty much. But then, so, so like, for example, like a woman who um, wants to have sex like a few times a week, but the guy, but she's really exhausted. And the guy says, why can't you just go down on me? So she's totally not in the mood. There's no foreplay or anything for her. And she's just supposed to go down on him out of nowhere. Well, it's going to be a pretty big turnoff. And she's going to start to associate his penis with being turned off because she's not excited at all. But then Every, you know, there's other situations in the world and some of them are women who just don't get turned on anymore or don't get turned on frequently enough for it to really, um, you know, matter. And there is a massive disconnect between how much the guy would want to do it and how much the woman wants to do it. And in this case, sex is really uh, an act of service. It truly is. It is a generous act of service to have any sexual contact because you're not going to get anything out of it except the joy of giving. You know, so it's kind of like going to, you know, your kid's dance recital or something, right? You're going to sit through all these dance numbers that you could give a shit about, you know, and then you see your kid on the stage, which is three minutes long, but you've been there for two hours and, you know, you got to go. I mean, and it's an act of service, really, to be there. It's an act of love and makes you feel like a good parent. You would certainly feel like a shitty parent if you didn't go to the dance recital. So, you know, you you, you deal with it and you go and you don't resent your kid. It's just kind of something that you do because you're a loving parent. Well, if you're in a situation where you have zero desire, then giving a hand job may be something that you do because you're a loving partner. And you got to think about it as an act of service to the person. The person wants to be touched. This is a basic human need for uh, the majority, all humans as babies, and then uh, continue to be many people as adults. I would say a majority because our specific culture is very touch averse. But in other cultures throughout the world, you know, continue to touch is is a big part. Even a lot of people say to me that in, in other cultures, European cultures and so forth, there's a lot more uh, hugging and kissing among male friends than there is among American men, you know, who are probably the most touch-starved of anybody anywhere. 
So the point is, is if you really have zero sexual desire, you can't say that this is a love language thing. You, you know, for you, it's not going to be. You're not going to get in the mood. You're not going to like physical touch. You're not going to like any of it, really. But if you want to be a good partner and you do love your partner that still wants sex, then thinking about it as an act of service can be very different. Thinking of it like giving a massage is, is very, it's a different conceptualization. And for some people, they still do have some sex drive so they would like it to be intercourse because if they're um, getting in the mood and everything they're touching the person and whatever and they're already doing all of this then they do have a flickering of desire and they would like to have that addressed you know so so for them it's an act of service at first but then it leads to responsive desire and they would like to then try to have an orgasm and try to enjoy it and that's great and then you can refer back to my responsive desire podcasts which are more relevant but some people increasingly um, more and more people as people age are in a situation where the woman is maybe postmenopausal or she's on an antidepressant, which is basically like being postmenopausal. Uh, people really, um, it, it, uh, our, um, our, our medical system, uh, you know, there were many things to be said about, uh, medicine in general. And, um, side effects are usually not discussed as much as they should be. So I have so many people coming in and they're like, but my, my, my doctor said that there's the least side effects with this, with, you know, Prozac versus Zoloft. Most people can't even feel their dick on Prozac or Zoloft, you know? I mean, and that's men. Women, it's, it's almost like to completely gone any sexual desire for many. And people don't talk about this when they prescribe it. Birth control also impacts sex drive. So there's a lot of things that impact sex drive. So let's say that your wife is on Zoloft because she has terrible depression. And, uh, but she um, would like to still be loving partner to you and to you know, have some sort of sex with you, but she's not going to feel anything. She's not going to have the desire. She's not going to have the drive. Does that mean that because she's on an antidepressant, you never have sex again? I mean, how would that be good? You know, I mean, would you get on a medication? Would she want you to get on a medication for, let's say, let's say you had anxiety and the only medication that you could take was a sedative that you slept 16 hours a day. Would she be like, oh yeah, cool, no biggie. You just go to work and then go to sleep. No worries. I'll deal with the house. I'll deal with the kids. No, obviously that would be a problem, right? So there would have to be some other way to deal with it. And so there's a lot, a lot, a lot of people on antidepressants and there's a lot of postmenopausal people. And there's a lot of people who are, you know, uh, you know, just really don't want to have sex. They don't have the desire. They don't have the drive, monogamy, whatever, you know? And for those people, it can really, really be a helpful conceptualization that has helped many in my practice to think of it as an act of service, as a massage, as um, a head rub, or as a, you know, just a, a physical service, like, like how you would hopefully, if you are in a loving marriage, you would give the person a bath if they couldn't bathe themselves at some point and you could still do do that as they age or if they were ill or you would you know um, you would make them food, right? Because they need to eat. So if they couldn't eat, if they couldn't make their own food, then you would make food for them. Hopefully, if you're in a loving marriage, you would not allow them to starve. So it's the same kind of thing. And people cannot put masturbation in here because masturbation is not the same as sex. No way, no how. That's like telling a baby to like rock itself to sleep. Like it, it, masturbation is because uh, its own animal. It has absolutely nothing to do with the human drive for touch and engagement and sex from another person. So if you are somebody that has no sex drive or you're married to somebody with no sex drive, then 
you know, sections is not this like unique thing where like it cannot be thought of in a practical manner. Of course, it should be thought of in a practical manner. A person has a need for sex, like and touch and physical love in the same ways they have a need for food, water, shelter, um, whatever. So in this case, if you really cannot put it in the bucket of something that will ever turn you on, then it's an act of service. Now that doesn't mean that it's nasty that you have to be like, all right, well, come here, guess it's time for your weekly sex. I mean, that's, that's shitty. Like that's not a nice thing to do. Just like you wouldn't say, here's your fucking dinner. You know, you can't get up to cook. Well, I did it. Here you are. Here's your shitty dinner. Like you wouldn't say that. That's not being kind. So if it is an act of service, it should still be an act of service out of love in the same way as you would give a massage out of love or you would do any other service bodily or otherwise, hopefully with love. So that doesn't mean that you have to like fake an orgasm, nor should you, but you can certainly act loving. You can say, I love you. You can be happy that the person feels loved kind of it's really very similar to a massage it is the best conceptualization and the best analogy that I can give you is to think of it in that way or like rubbing somebody's back till they fall asleep or whatever you know any sort of pleasant physical thing that is in no way designed to give you an orgasm but still means that you care about the person and you're giving of yourself to the person many women do this you know many women do this already some of them fake an orgasm some of them don't but women that are not in an unhappy, uh, disconnected marriage, women, women who still love their husbands usually end up with quite a lower sex drive than their husbands. And many of them look at sex like this. And these are the women that say things like, I don't need to get off. I just want to be close. Now, does this mean they wouldn't appreciate getting off? Sure they would. But it may not just be that their husband can't get them off as like now it's like so common. Oh, my God. Every joke I hear is about how men can't find the clitoris. I mean, you know, they need to find it one time. You need to show them where it is. They can learn. <laughs> you know, I mean, there are mammals that can learn. You know, if mice can learn to run through a maze, definitely men can learn where a clitoris is, you know, and they do. And so this is just kind of more anti-male sentiment. Now it's like all the jokes about a man not finding a clitoris. Meanwhile, have the woman shown them where it is? Y y no, possibly not. And there's no way for them to know otherwise. Men are in a bad position, right? Women get mad at them very. <laughs> watching porn but then they get also mad at them for not understanding how the female body works so it's like you know are you supposed to be learning about it are you not like were they supposed to be taking out biology textbooks like I don't get it like if you're in love with somebody show them how to make you happy in bed that seems to me to be practical but then I guess we couldn't make jokes about how stupid men are Anyway, that was a tangent, but the point is that there are a lot of women who have already figured this epiphany out, which is, I love my husband, I can't get aroused anymore for shit, whether it's due to age, medications, or what, and so we basically have what is on my part a cuddle session and what on his part is sex. So on my part, I'm using it for my cuddle needs, like to be close and snuggly and intimate and say I love you and be skin to skin, and 
that is the that is sex like so for him he's getting some sort of sexual need met for me i'm getting a closeness need met and then if you couple this with the framing of active service it's even better because then it's like i'm getting my cuddle need met and some women don't have a cuddle need so they can just take that right out of the equation but either way i am being a good loving partner who is giving this act of service to my spouse and he is then getting his sexual need met as well as as uh, knowing that I love him because it's not lost on him that you don't have an orgasm. Of course, he knows. But, you know, men are going to be a lot happier when their wife loves them. And love is giving somebody what they need. And if sex is what they need, then you're trying to do it. This doesn't mean that if you have zero sex drive, you are going to give them daily sex. No, everything is a compromise. But it also doesn't mean monthly sex. You know, there's something really in between there. And the more loving and close the marriage is, the more comfortable both people are exploring these sorts of compromises and these sorts of conceptualizations and just trying genuinely to give each other what each other needs, you know, which is what everybody wants. They want to be in a relationship where both partners are trying to give each other what they need. Doesn't that sound lovely? That could be your marriage. You know, if if you frame it like that, that could be your marriage. This is a marriage where both of us try to meet each other's needs. You know, and couples counseling can help with this frame. Because if you're like, fuck that act of service, I have so much resentment toward him that I would never do something I don't want to do. Well, then you obviously have bigger fish to fry, right? So there's a lot of empathic ruptures potentially to be resolved. There's a lot of uh, incompatibility issues. There's resentment. There's bitterness. That shit you should be in couples counseling for. Don't just withhold sex. Not like you're withholding it, obviously. I've done a podcast. People don't withhold shit that they don't want to do. You don't want to do it. It's why you're not doing it. It's not like you really want to have sex with your husband, but you're not doing it to spite him. That's some bullshit. That isn't real. But if, if you don't want to have sex with your husband and you also hate him so much that you wouldn't even try to do it as a loving act of service, well, then you ought to be in couples counseling, right? Because there are big problems. All right. Well, hopefully this was uh, something new to think about in some way or another. And uh, I'll talk to you all soon. Do follow me on TikTok and uh, Instagram and Facebook and join my Facebook group and like all these different ways to connect with me. If you ever do want couples counseling or coaching, I am, uh, you know, you can always contact me. There are the links in my episode descriptions, as well as many people who work for me at Best Life Behavioral Health, depending on what state you're in. So always reach out if you need some individual or a couple work. All right. Talk to y'all soon. Bye-bye.